we train people. Um, if you have a new employee coming on board, we will train her how to use the management system or the coaching and the consulting. In other words, making sure your, your settings are right on your computer, uh, your management system, uh, making sure it's using, you know, you're utilizing it correctly, making sure the data is good. It's been validated, it's all good. This is Financially Covered with Certified Financial Planner, David Chuddick, a podcast for insurance agency owners, their money, and their profits. Well, hello, everybody. This is David Chuddick, and welcome to Financially Covered. We are a podcast for insurance agency owners, their money, and their profits. So as many of you know, I am an insurance agency owner, so I am one of you. I know what you go through. I know what it's like to run an agency. I know what it's like to deal with carriers and, uh, and employees and team members, but I'm also a certified financial planner with Parallel Financial. And a few years ago, I decided I really wanted to be known as the financial planner for insurance agency owners. And that was uh, part of the beginning of this Financially Covered podcast. And today we are very excited to have Margaret Stahl of the Angela Adams Consulting Services Group. That's a big, uh, big group that works with a lot of um, uh, former nationwide agents, but um, some other companies as well. So, hey, Margaret, how are you? And uh, hey, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in the insurance business. Uh, good morning, David. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I have been in the insurance business for quite some time. I started out uh, basically typing insurance policies all the way up to managing. Decided it was time for a change and left that world, only to be um, employed by Angela Adams Consulting just in, like the next day. So it was just meant to be. I do live in rural East Texas and uh, have worked with Angela for eight years. Love helping insurance agents with their struggles. I have felt the struggles and wish um, I had found help myself sooner. You know, I think one of the things that insurance agency owners are is they're very strong people, right? I mean, you get started because you like helping people and you're you're ambitious and you want to sell and, and make money. And then, and then this thing grows to where you have other things to do other than sell. And then that's when I think engaging the services of, of yourself or someone like you becomes very, very important, right? Yes, sir, it is. We do find that they get hung up on that part of it quite often. Yes, yes. There are times when I come home and and um, I just you know you get home after a long day and and my my wife uh, she she she's a salaried employee which is a great thing um, for for a healthcare provider but um, sometimes I need like just leave me alone for ten minutes because I had so many decisions to make today I had so many just problems to try to figure out and um, you know when you're an entrepreneur and I would never trade my entrepreneurial life for anything but sometimes it can be a struggle because you know when your name is on the sign it all ends with you. That is so correct. And I do find that that gets hung up quite a bit. People uh, definitely get hung up on that and um, don't know where to go afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll have, um, you know, people somehow get my direct line and, and, you know, I'm getting phone calls about, you know, just payments and vehicle changes and and you just simply can't handle handle it all, especially with what I am doing is I'm, you know, I'm working with high net worth clients on investments and everything. So for me, it's requiring even more, uh, you know, processes and procedures in place to make sure that the right person is helping the right, um, the client the right way. But today we're talking about some of the biggest mistakes 
mistakes that insurance agency owners make and how you and your company and, and even maybe even just another coaching service might be able to help. But I think this is going to be really, really valuable because again, we're small business owners and, and there's no help desk, right? We're the help desk. Right. Um, you know, we're, we're the, the last problem solver. So we were talking about some of the biggest mistakes and, and you mentioned that you've seen um, issues with agencies not utilizing their management systems properly. So tell me a little bit about like what you've seen and, and just, you know, how important managing your management system can be. It really is very hard because I do a lot of agency visits and whatnot. And so I understand when they first purchased the system, the vendor came out two or three days and gave them information overload. And said that it's perfect and it's really easy and yes. it'll do everything on its own and you won't have to spend any time any day managing it. Exactly. It almost it's runs better itself. than all the other ones too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But the problem is the actually doing it. You know, hands-on insurance people are visuals. They've got to see it. They've got to touch it. They've got to feel it. That's why it's so hard to get paper away from an account manager. Uh, we're all visuals. And so they've got a job to do. In other words, protecting that business with, you know, the correct insurance or protecting that home with the correct insurance. They get away from learning the system. So they just use it for what capacity they have been able to struggle through and find and not look for the shortcuts, not look for the proper way to use it to save time. So I know in, you know, in my office, I mean, obviously, if you were a client, we'd have your name at, we'd hopefully have, well, we would have your name, we'd have your address, we'd hopefully have an accurate phone number, we'd hopefully have an email, hopefully we'd have accurate policy numbers. What are some other things that an agency management system should be doing um, other than just real, the real basics, you know, hey, Margaret's policy number, and here's her phone mm -hmm. number in case we need to call her? What do you want the system to give you? In other words, if you can put the information in the system, and you know, I am familiar with one particular um, agency management system more so than the others, obviously. If you can put it in, we can show you how to get it out. You can use your system for data mining. You've hired a new producer. He needs new customers. So you could actually data mine. Uh, I need all of the people where I have home only. He goes after the auto. We can, oh, the pandemic hit. There were several insurance companies that put the chore on the agencies to send out letters to their clientele. Wow. Instead of the company doing it, they had the agency doing it. So we were able to extract that list, make sure they're active, because it was, I mean, this is writing the letters going to be the tough part, uh, but otherwise it's all done in half an hour. Yeah. Because the information is in the system correctly. Yeah. And that is, it's, it's such a challenge um, for our property and casualty book of business. We're in a small kind of a rural County and, you know, some of our clients quite, you know, they may not be, be of the highest income and they're changing cell phones quite frequently. Mm -hmm. uh, so just, you know, keeping up with having the right cell phone number in there. So, so if we need to call them a NAGAM or even cross sell, you know, that, that wow. information has, uh, you know, has to be there. It, it um, really does. You would think that that would be the easiest thing to do, but when a customer calls in with a problem, it's so easy to overlook those little things that we need to follow up on. One thing that I have my team do, hopefully 
close to 100% of the time is if, if you were a client calling in for any type of a service call, before we hang up, hey, Margaret, just before we let you go, let me just so we can serve you better, let, let's make sure, is this still the right email address for you? And um, is this the best phone number for you? And do you still live at XYZ address? And most of the time, you know, everything is accurate, but if it's not, we change it. But it also, I think it gives an impression uh, to to our client that we're very diligent and we want to um, take care of them and have the right information on file. So exactly, and it's easy to not want to be bothered. I don't want to be put on everybody's mailing list, so I'm not going to give David my email address because I don't know what he's going to do with it. But when claims come around, you find out that those people that don't have email now have email. Absolutely, they want to be reached out to. Thank you. That that, that <laughs> that's definitely true. That's definitely true. So what are some more advanced uses of, of agency management systems that you've seen kind of kind of neglected? And I'm thinking commissions, I'm thinking- Absolutely. You know, um, you know and, and, and a, a large part of, of our audience, not all, but a large part might be kind of the former nationwide agents that, you know, up until not too long ago, we're using kind of nationwide CRM. Um, and now it's like this whole new world dealing with multiple carriers and how do you get them to download? So, so where have you seen people just not utilizing agency management systems to their fullest? Well, it's funny that you even mentioned download. People would think that that is such a no brainer. It's just such an easy thing. However, if your system is not set up correctly, your accounting is going to be off. Your policy information is not going to come in correctly. Something as simple as download codes, something as simple as telling the system whether to recognize uh, manual entered premiums or downloaded premiums. That all you know, spirals down. If the commissions don't come in correctly, how are we paying our producers? You know, how are we running our reports? The management system should be able to identify those things. And we do work with a lot of agencies to make sure that those things do work so that we can find the gaps and the holes and what are we missing. So do you personally or, or potentially somebody else within uh, Angela Adams Consulting Services have pretty extensive expertise with any one of the major uh, uh, agency management systems? Because there's probably what, about three or four or five of them are kind of used Correct. primarily? We specialize with the Vertifor products. We are okay. actually a Vertifor orange partner. Um, we do work, and it wasn't by design. It has uh, turned out to be that, but that is where Angela started her career in an insurance agency with that product and it's just kind of grown from there. Um, it's not that we've you know made up our minds to not work with anything else. It's just you know kind of like a doctor. Uh, we've learned it, we specialize in it and it's been good to us. So if 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 a potential client is not a Vertifor customer, um, because I know sometimes moving from agency management systems may be Almost, I mean, I've heard some stories on on some buyouts on how to transfer your information. It was a tremendous amount of money. Are you able to help if 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 it's not a Vertifor customer, if they're with another another uh, management system? Yes, uh, we can help them interpret reports. We uh, I do work with several agencies as coaching, um, regardless of the management system. We do uh, do that. Everybody from an Angel Adams Consulting comes from the insurance industry. We speak the lingo, we understand the problems and um, are familiar with them. And we are able to, uh, you know, look at the reports and 
uh, studying them just a little bit, we can tell you, okay, now this looks to be off. Let's go look at some cleanup in this area. Perfect. Well, awesome. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I think the agency, ma- I mean, information is power, right? And that's all really Absolutely. an agency management system. It's just information. So number one, mm-hmm. having the right information in there. And then number two, just using the, the, the tool to be able to interpret it and develop reports right. and, and all the automations too, right? I mean, if you can Absolutely. have an, uh, an onboarding sequence, you know, it takes a little time to put together, but once it happens automatically, it's a beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful thing. One of the ways we've helped a lot of nationwide agents is um, the way that nationwide paid their agents is totally different from how it is looked at within the independent industry. So we've been able to help them work out pay schedules, bonus schedules, goals, mm-hmm. and, um, and be able to help them watch those and uh, have metrics for measuring those. Yeah. Yeah. I was just talking with my team today about being purposeful with, with activities and mm-hmm. um, proactive activities. And I think the agency management system can really help with that. Cause let's face it, the great agencies that are doing well every year, it's not by accident, right? I mean, they have Absolutely. processes in place. It's not, you know, you may mm-hmm. get one super duper salesperson every once in a while, but um, you know, you have to have processes and, and KPIs in place uh, in place for sure. Absolutely. So, well, our next kind of biggest mistakes that, that you've seen insurance agency owners make, and this one I'm actually going to learn from because I am guilty as charged. And right now I have a really good team, um, but I... I, um, you know, sometimes it's hard, like when there's, we don't want to necessarily want to call it bad behavior, but when it's not the desired behavior, because let's face it, most insurance agents, they got in the business because they were motivated people and they wanted to sell and make a lot of money and they were not afraid of rejection and, and um, they had some big goals, but then there comes a point where now you're managing people and guess what? People <laughs> don't always do what you want them to do, right? So, exactly. So what are some tips on, you know, when, when the wrong behaviors are occurring within your team? It really is hard. Um, I like to quote Roger Sitkins right here. He likes to say, this too shall pass. In other words, you know, I have made a comment to a uh, one of my team members that, you know, something has got to change. And, you know, if they ignore it long enough, I'll forget about it. And, you know, everything will be back to where it was. So it really is very hard. We do have to train. And the biggest problem is, and, and I've had a lot of people ask me this, how can I make Susie CSR do it? If you don't have any consequences, you might as well just give it up. You do have to set, you know, encourage. You do have to make sure they have the tools to do what they need to do, the training they need to do what they need to do, and then consequences. If they just do not do it, you do have to follow up on that. Sometimes people really want that push. Believe it or not, sometimes they really want that push. And if they don't, then you have to do what's best for the agency. So let's pick on Susie CSR that you mentioned. So let's say Susie CSR takes most of the incoming phone calls. And part of Susie's duty should be every time she talks to someone just to, like we said, let's just confirm, hey, is this your, is this your correct phone number? Because this is very important. And, and by the way, in case we need to reach you, is this your correct email address? And then because the agency owner has been working with you, they run a report in the management system that says that Susie had not updated anybody's email addresses in the last three weeks. 
which clearly means that either we have all the email addresses correct or she's not asking. So mm-hmm. what do you say to Susie about that? Susie CSR, it's something simple, right? I mean, exactly. how come you're not, at, so what do, you, what do you say? Well, the first thing you, you ask is, can you tell me why you haven't done this? There's a really good book that we use, for, you know, we actually have all of our trainers and consultants read and it's, it's more of a coaching. In other words, you tell me instead of coming in, you know, wagging the finger and doing that kind of thing, you know, why have you not done this? I mean, I get it. Some people are not going to give you the time. Uh, and, you know, I had three customers standing at my desk, so I just, I just didn't ask her this time. And that's going to happen. And sure. so nobody's perfect. But, you know, you have to encourage her. Okay, tell me, why did you not do this? Well, I just didn't want to. Well, then what do you think my recourse ought to be? Do I need to find somebody else that can? What else do we need to do? How can, in other words, how can I help you do what you need to do? Right. No, I, I really like that because, and I don't think there's ever any one time that's an issue. It's kind of the trend. Like if something mm-hmm. is consistently not happening, um, then, then there's a problem. If, right. if you just had four people and four phone lines ringing that one time, Hey, you know what? Nobody's perfect. And you had right. to help who you were helping, but if it's a trend, so absolutely. I like that. I like that. Yep. Um, insurance agency team members. What I've always found is I think there's two types. There's the sales type that wants mm-hmm. to sell. Then there's the type that just knows, hey, I'm making X, X amount of dollars per hour. I know what my paycheck is going to be. I don't want to seem pushy, which I hate when people say that, because um, I think we can offer products without seeming pushy. You mm-hmm. know, the people that maybe get their feelings hurt, the one out of a hundred times that someone, you know, kind of maybe isn't nice to them when they attempt to cross sell. Oh, so what about what about the sales reluctance? You know, when people, I don't want to seem like I'm pushy or I have a, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a pushy salesperson. And that is a personality trait. It really is hard to get a good account manager to want to do that. It, it really is. And the account managers I don't find are, what would you say? They're not motivated by, you know, $10 extra per policy. They're really sure. not that motivated. They'd much rather have half a day off. So basically I always recommend, the team approach. Sally may be better at getting the email addresses and the phone numbers and Susie's better at cross-selling. So let's kind of put those two together and let them work off of each other's strong points. But, but do we have the ability, and I've always kind of struggled with this philosophically. Do we say, Hey, Margaret's just not all that great at selling. So we're not going to give her selling as a duty. Or do we say, Hey, you know, Margaret may not be the best salesperson ever, but she still needs to kind of improve that skill a little bit because we all kind of have to do things that we don't want to do. Right. It's called work. Exactly. Now, you do have to set goals, but but in working as a team, we play off of each other. In other words, don't punish Susie or don't punish Margaret if they accomplish the goal as a team. But now if I am the account manager and Susie is my processor, that's a totally different ballgame. That's that's two different um, mindsets. Well, duties, two different duties. Processors don't necessarily talk with the customers, so it's going to be very hard to upsell. I'm not a, I am a big fan of upselling and that usually leads to cross-sell because Mm -hmm. obviously upselling would be an umbrella. Well, I noticed we also don't have your auto. It's going to be cheaper if we can, you know, put it all together, that kind of thing. Right. And if I were a customer and if you said those words to me, Uh there is no way that I would say that you're pushy. There is no way that would say you're just trying to sell me something and all Mm -hmm. you want to do is make money. I would either say, oh, wow, I didn't realize I could save money. Or I might say, you know what? I'm busy. 
call me back next month. I don't have time to deal with this right now, but I would never be mad because that was just a really soft way of suggesting. And if, and if you can save me money and protect me, I mean, I think that's a good mm-hmm. thing. And I, way back when I used to tell people, well, even if I can't beat your price, I can make you feel better about what you do have. I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So I personally, you know, in my career, I've seen hundreds of thousands of dollars of claims be paid out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and quite a few I can think about were because of optional coverages or optional policies that I talk to clients about. Mm-hmm. What do you say to the, you know, maybe, maybe you have a 20 year old that's just starting off and they quite frankly, they don't have any insurance experience. They've never seen somebody potentially be bankrupted because they didn't have the right coverages right. and they've never had, they've never handed a, a check to a client or, or known about the, the $700,000 liability claim that's being paid out on the umbrella. And this is why the client is able to not have a foreclosed house now because the insurance carrier is paying that lawsuit instead of them. I mean, how do you get people to understand that this really is important stuff? It it really is hard. One of the hardest things I had uh, way back in my agency days was uh, I was the manager and the account manager actually came to me and said, Hey, I've got judge, you know, and called her name and said, I cannot get her to increase her liability over the state minimum. And this is a judge you know, the one that hands down these, uh, <laughs> these amounts. And basically once I told her, you know, once insurance reaches its limit, I don't care how much, you know, you sue somebody for, or you get sued for your insurance is going to stop. You do have to do that softly. In other words, okay, you've got, you know, this limit of liability insurance. What do you think uh, the average, you know, cost of a vehicle is? I see that you drive a Mercedes. How much was your car? If someone had your insurance limits, would it repair or replace your car in the event of an accident? If you can usually spin it around to them, mm-hmm. you know, as to the other person hitting you with these limits of insurance, how would you feel? Well, and I think it has to be personal like that, like mm-hmm. mentioning their type of vehicle, because let's face it, I don't want insurance. Oh, I want the either. benefit that insurance would provide, but I don't mm-hmm. particularly want to give some company some money every month with the perception that they're never going to get me anything in return. <laughs> but what I do want is the knowledge that if I ever cause a major car accident, I have a couple million dollars to pay for the damages. And that's only costing me a couple hundred dollars per year. So, And that's what helps us sleep at night. Absolutely. Yeah. No, there's mm-hmm. no question. One of the, the the talking points that I've always used and encouraged my team to use when it's talking just about simple auto liability limits is So if you hit me and I have myself, my wife and my three Mm -hmm. kids, so I'm bringing it personally, right? And um, now you have a total of $50,000 to pay for all of our injuries combined. Now, Margaret, have you been in the hospital personally, or do you know anybody who's been in the hospital, even if it's not car accident related lately? And how long, how far does $50,000 go for five people's injuries? Uh, It's not going to get you out of the emergency room. Okay. Well, I just typed in and it looks like for about... $13 more per month, we can increase that to where you'd have $300,000 of liability to pay for my family's damages. I mean, how does that sound to you? Well, I probably won't be able to go out to eat as much luxury versus, yes, I think I need it. Yep. And that's better than, hey, do you want to buy more insurance? (laughs) Because- I don't want to buy any more insurance. Right. Exactly. So I think those kind of, kind of coaching things are, are definitely, definitely important. So- yeah, I'm Another, not a fan of the sales pitch. It, it, no. Insurance is a personal thing. Insurance yes. is personal. 
It is. It is. Another word track that I've always used is my job is to see if there's any holes in your coverage. Mm-hmm. My job is to tell you how to fix those holes. My yeah. job is to tell you what it's going to cost to fix the holes. Your job is to say yes or no. And mm-hmm. I just, even if they say no, it's, it's so unpushy. And um, most of the times they say yes to something. Yeah. So insurance agency owners have anywhere from one team member on up to, I mean, what's a bigger insurance agency kind of that you've worked with as far as how many team members? Oh, with multiple locations across the nation, you can have, you know, two or 300. But, um, you know, probably, you know, in the 20 and 30 employees might be kind of some of the bigger ones. And that's, that's a lot to like, deal with, right? I mean, because that's a lot it of really personalities. And, and and what I've always found it is very difficult for me to not take time to like deal with the in the business stuff versus the on the business stuff. So it, it's easy to get sucked into, um, you know, just getting asked questions by your team all day. How, how do I do this? I don't know. There's a contact us number for that carrier. You call them and they'll tell you what the policy is. Right. We, we all get burnt out. And, and so how does, how does a business owner, specifically an insurance agency owner, I mean, how do you get to where you can work on the business a little bit instead of being so important to the day-to-day operations? I, I don't want any of that importance. That, that, that's uh, <laughs> Oh, it's, yeah, it's absolutely important. Training. And that is the beginning of a lot of my first conversations with agencies. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm tired of being the go-to for the agency. I need somebody that can help me with this. I need somebody that can take this away from me. Because most insurance agency owners used to be salesmen. Mm-hmm. And they liked it well enough to start their own agency. So why would they want to do that? Because they enjoy selling. So they need somebody that can take care of the day-to-day. And, and maybe Mary can do it for the most part. But even it's hard for Mary to do it for the entire agency. And so that is where we do come into a lot of these things, providing the reports that they need or looking for, uh, you know, hey, I'm not seeing that your renewals are being contacted in a timely manner. You know, we need to get that caught up so that we, you know, get the customer contacted so we can look for those holes because that that is usually the first conversation if I get the owner on the phone. So do you find that insurance agency owners, maybe there's a little bit of control freak in them. I have a, my my office manager, she's just a wonderful person. She's doing a really, really good job. She's actually taking her first CIC exam this week. And it's going to be a couple year long process, but just very motivated. You would love her if you, if as a customer, but every once in a while you hear her just explain something differently than I would have not necessarily wrong, but just different. And it took me a long time to just say, you know what? She didn't say the exact words I would have said, but it's fine. So, yes. I mean, how do you get rid of a little bit of that control freak? Well, I, that is one of the things I also start with when I start training uh, agencies is, uh, you know, I'm going to let you know, there are two things that a good insurance person is, a control freak and a visual. So that's why it's, I'm, a, I'm real big on, you know, computer settings and stuff like that, because we're visuals and that sort of thing. But the control freak is hard. And so we do have to play to some of that sometimes. We've got to be able to let them lead in the way that they lead best and, you know, kind of bite my tongue and let her do what she's good at. I may not agree with it all all the time. And that is one of the things that sometimes I have a hard time with. I've seen a lot of ENO claims and I try to encourage agencies to do a particular thing, but, you know, ultimately it's their agency. And if they don't want to do it, sometimes I just have to say, okay, it is hard. 
but yes, they do have to let people play on their strengths, but give them the tools they need, give them the coaching they need, the training they need, but let them do their job so that you can do your job. Yeah. And I think ultimately the job of the, of the owner of any business, but you know, in the insurance agency business is it, it, it evolves into where it has to be the big picture. Cause mm-hmm. if you're doing everything and handling too many small tasks, you are the bottleneck, right? The business can yes. only get so big if you don't have people trained. Um, Jeff Bezos is, he's not, you know, loading trucks up with, with Amazon packages. Now it's not that he's too good to do that. It's not, and I'm sure maybe he does sometimes just as a show, but, but he just, he's overseeing everything. And then there are other mm-hmm. people whose, whose unique abilities are loading trucks and delivery and customer service and programming and, and everything else. So it, it is hard, but you do have to let the people that have that strength do their job so that you can do what you enjoy doing. Would you, would you say that some of the the bigger agencies, and we're looking at kind of the nationwide type agencies, the the captives or the former captives, I mean, don't you think the 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 primary agent really is too important on on a daily basis? Too important as, well, well, as in untouchable. Uh, no, I guess what I mean is is if 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 they were gone for a month. They just, there's stuff that they know that nobody else knows. So there's passwords that, that nobody else can get into a oh. site. There's, um, and that's why we're working hard on, on pro- policies and procedures and everything. But, um, you know, I think there's part of the business owner that wants to feel really, really important. And there's that badge of honor for business owners of I work 90 hours a week. Well, nobody can work 90 hours. You can right. be there, but you can't be productive. But, um, you know, I think sometimes we have this, this, um, this badge of honor of how hard we work. Whereas if we would work hard, to work towards not working that hard, I think life could be a lot easier. You know, you empower people, you train them, wow. put processes in place. How, how do you encourage agencies to, to have some sort of a process and procedures manual or, or what way do you document processes on how tasks should be done? We write a lot of procedure manuals. Uh, I've, this is February and I've already written two this, uh, this year, but you have to have procedures before you can have a procedure manual. And every agency is different. So it does take some coaching and some training and, and that sort of thing. What works for one agency is not going to work for another. I've written uh, procedure manuals for an agency that writes nothing but um, medical malpractice. So obviously it's going to be different than the agency that does trucking. Uh, you have to know your companies. You have to know your management system. And then we have to work it step by step as to what works best to satisfy the agency, the company, and what will our management system support. Mm -hmm. One of the, just some of the growing pains we've been going through as a former nationwide agency is just generating certificates. I mean, one company wants you to submit it to them. The other one wants you to do it manually. The other one wants you to go to their website and generate it. Mm -hmm. And just knowing like literally where to go it takes a lot of time to, to, um, and something that that should be a two minute deal to generate a certificate could end up being a bigger deal. So every time we're doing one, we're, we're documenting how that company wants us to have it done. So it's done the right exactly. way, uh, through, uh, through compliance, which is really, really tough. And I do encourage, you know, the former nationwide exclusive agents out there that are listening, 
for many, many years and decades, you had Nationwide primarily, and you had one company to know. And Nationwide is a great company, um, but there was just one to know. Now, it would be interesting to see how many companies we're dealing with, and we're a small agency. So just keeping up with everything and <laughs> keeping from getting sued and contracts canceled, um, uh-huh. at least in this first year, is, is, a, is a mighty task uh, for sure. It is. And, and th- it's very labor intensive to do what you have to do to get that policy put in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, insurance is the only commodity you have to sell twice. That, there's no question about it. And sometimes that second <laughs> sale to the underwriter is tougher than the one to the first sale to the, to the client. To the client. Mm-hmm. So what does it look like for... Uh, like what is the life cycle of, of, of a client of yours? I mean, do, do you visit them physically? How often do you, do you see them? Do you have exercises? I mean, how, what does it look like when, when someone engages your services? It totally depends on what their needs are. We have three different uh, service departments. Uh, we have the accounting services, which is actually our largest department because insurance accounting is different. And not every agency is large enough to need a full-time accounting person. So we may do their accounting for them. We can do- Like through QuickBooks, your-, your Right. Or, or a different program. But you're, I mean, uh, you're balancing- Usually it's the Vertifor products. Okay. But, uh, you know, uh, Vertifor does have QQ Catalyst, which utilizes uh, QuickBooks. So okay. yes. Okay. But, you know, we may, we have some agencies that we do everything. We have everything. We've got the bank passwords. We've got- but we just don't want your checks. In other words, I'd send you an email and say, David, you got four checks to print. You print them off, sign them and send them out. Or maybe we just put your direct bill commissions in the system. So, you know, everything is a la carte. There's not an, you know, all or nothing. It's, it's a la carte, all of our services. So it depends on what you want. Those agencies, unless we also have other services for you are not generally visited. Uh, then we have our CSR services department. So when you have uh, an account manager that's going out on maternity leave or you know, um, sick leave for whatever reason, you can't train somebody to come in and take her place for six or eight weeks. You know, so you've got to you know, find somebody to help. We actually have a staff, all are licensed. They may not be licensed in the state that you do business in. So we're not going to talk with your customers but we can do your processing. We can do your quotes. We can get your submissions together. We can put your proposals together, check in policies, whatever you might need while that person is on leave. And then we have the advisory services uh, section, which is you know, where I um, hang out most of the time. I have a tendency to get out of my lane, but I hang out in the advisory services most of the time in that we train people. Um, you have a new employee coming on board, we will train her how to use the management system or the coaching and the consulting. In other words, making sure your, your settings are right on your computer, uh, your management system, uh, making sure it's using, you know, you're utilizing it correctly, making sure the data is good. It's been validated. It's all good. That is usually where we spend time visiting an agency. Uh, usually two or three days a week. I have been in agencies as many as five or six days at a time. But that sounds like just a great way to take that weight of responsibility over the agency owner who, number one, mm-hmm. doesn't know. When you get a new management system, people come to the owner thinking, hey, can you show me how to do this? And the owner's thinking, yeah, you play with this thing more than I do. I have no idea. 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. And we have a service as well that there are several agencies. I've got two nationwide agencies that are now independents that I'm actually their office manager. I manage it remotely. I love it. So there's, there's not, the only thing we will not do for an agency is speak with your customers. If on a temporary need basis, we need to answer the phone and take a message, that could be done. But we are licensed, but we may not be licensed in your state. So we don't want to get into any compliance issues. Right, right. So for anybody out there that's like, you know what, I just, I'm overwhelmed. I, I just need this. Mm-hmm. Or or um, to have somebody else manage my office virtually just seems like a, a, a gift from heaven. Or someone saying, you know, I'm paying a whole lot of money every month for this management system. And I know I'm not using 99 and a half percent of mm-hmm. what it can do. Like, what's the process for someone to see if Angela Adams Consulting Services is right for them? Uh, there are just many ways that we can do it. And usually it's through education, showing them what we can do it. Speaking just for myself, uh, I usually ask for them to let me um, take about an hour to look at their system. And I can usually find several things that, you know, if you just give me this much time, I can help you get it cleaned up and running more efficiently. doesn't do any good to train until you get everything corrected. In other words, I need you to do this, but you won't have to do this next time because we're going to make that go away. And so we want to get everything all cleaned up and uh, we go in and we help do that. And then um, we, uh, we work on what we call a map, a management action plan. In other words, these are the things I see you could benefit from. Download is usually right at the very top because download is set up and then we just forget about it. That's not the way it was designed to work. Um, and so we create a management action plan. We set a timeline and we just work through it. We'll work as quickly as you want to get it done or slowly as you want to get it done. Uh-huh. Even if the, even if it's something that you are going to take care of in your agency, David, it would be on the map. In other words, you're going to hold me accountable and I'm going to hold you. And I, I know that you, you and your organization doesn't work for free. And, but I've always been such a believer that investing in development and investing in mm-hmm. training and investing in knowledge um, needs to be part of your budget, right? Because Definitely. you're always going to be stuck if you're not getting help from from somebody where you're just, nobody's good at everything. And the best athletes in the world have coaches for nutrition, coaches for flexibility, coaches mm-hmm. for, um, you know, their specific sport, they have mental toughness coaches, and and they all probably come with a pretty you know, with the price tag, but, but, you know, the, the dividends earned from that is uh, probably incredible. And just like working with you, I'm sure would just help an agency owner to sleep at night, knowing that stuff's being done the right way. Right. It does help. And even if it's just overseeing it, like I said, some agencies, I do a lot and some agencies, I just run reports a couple of times a week and send them in and say, "Mm, this is what I'm seeing. You know, Susie CSR is not getting any better with getting the updated information and you know, maybe it's less than an hour a week. Mm-hmm. We, we do have hourly charges, but we like to say that we charge by the minute because, you know, David, if you called me and we spent 15 minutes, you would only be charged for 15 minutes. We're not lawyers. We don't have minimums. Yeah. The only time we have a minimum is if I do come visit you okay. It is you know, per day. So tell me, tell me your contact information or, or would somebody contact um, kind of the main office or how does somebody get in touch to, um, to, to, to get in touch and, and see if this is something that works for them? You can always go to our website, www.angelaadamsconsulting.com. 
Uh, there's more information about our services there. If you're interested in one, you can uh, submit an email and one of um, our team members will reach out to you. There's also a chat box, box there to you know, see if, if we're a fit. Or if you call our 800 number, 888-485-7779, uh, they will answer the phone. They will take your information and once again, refer it to one of uh, our team members to give you a call. That's great. No, I love that. That is good stuff. So to, to wrap up this episode, I want one tip that if somebody does nothing else, but they listen to this one last tip, um, it would it would really have the most bang for their buck for their agency. Not to put you on the spot, but let's hear it. <laughs> well, basically, what keeps you awake at night? In other words, if we can pinpoint that, then we can formulate the plan to start making it work so that it doesn't keep you awake at night. You know what? I mean, how do you know how to fix a problem until you're pinpointing what the problem is? You know exactly. Yeah. And that's where, when we have our first conversation, sometimes it's ten minutes. It's it's um, something that you know we just can't help with. I have talked with uh, you know prospects for you know close to an hour just because they found somebody that understands and can help them, and then you know we get the contract in place and start moving forward. Perfect. Perfect. Well, if anybody out there um, is uh, interested in just learning how you can sleep better at night, knowing that your agency, whatever those parts of your agency that are not running smoothly or not are under control, I hope that you'll take advantage of, of, of Margaret's offer and have a conversation with her or another member of her team and just see if this is something that's right for you. But but I can promise you, um, you'll never reg never regret investing in, in your in your agencies and your team's development. Uh, it's, it's just something that there's there's always a, a payback in there. So, so Margaret, we appreciate your time. We appreciate your expertise and we uh, look forward to speaking with you again. Thank you very much, David. It's been my pleasure. The information contained herein, including but not limited to research, market valuations, calculations, estimates, and other material obtained from Parallel Financial and other sources are believed to be reliable. However, Parallel Financial does not warrant its accuracy or completedness. The materials are provided for informational purposes only. It should not be used or construed as an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security. Past performance is not indicative of future results.